I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing the NRL tour. Rep round in the books and uh, a fairly good rep round at that. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm not a massive fan, but uh, it got me through. Five games was enough. Uh, Friday night, that was a bit of a disappointment, but I didn't see any other option really. But um, yeah, I guess it's growing on me, rep round. I still think we could do more, and I don't know whether it's at the right time of the year, but uh, in saying that, uh, it's, it's in the schedule, so we've got to deal with it. And uh, yeah, we got through. I'm looking forward to the NRL games being back on, but. I'm always looking forward to the NRL games being back on, but uh, out of all the rep rounds we've watched, that was probably one of the more enjoyable ones for me. I, I really liked uh, the Junior Kangaroos and Kiwis game. I thought that had more feeling than the Origin game. Mm. Uh, the Junior Origin game. PNG, Fiji, good game. Samoa Tong is one of the best games I've seen. Yeah, I, I liked it. It was a different flavour to the NRL games. I just thought they built so much momentum on the back of the Anzac Day, uh, and then we go into the rep round. I, just, I think the timing was poor. Um, but that, that's more a calendar issue, probably not a, a planning issue. But, yeah, the, it was good to see. It was a different style of football. It was more open, less structure, uh, which is good. That's what I enjoyed much more, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, City Country, even though last year was a good game, and I thought, again, this year, yeah. the two of the better ones we've seen. The year prior to that, I mean, we watched at the pub, and it was a stinker of a game, and ones prior to that had been pretty awful as well. But uh, I, I think the last two have been really, really good. So yeah. uh, it's nice to see that there's a bit of culture being breeded back into those jerseys and... Hopefully they are become a lot more important as they seem to be at this point in time. But Fast Five, as always, to kick things off, highlight, low light, best, worst, and any questions coming out of the round, uh, what was your highlight from the rep round? Uh, the Kiwis. We said it last week that we were uh, very confident they'd, they'd get up over the Kangaroos. Um, and that's three, in, the row over the, three in, a, in a row over the Aussies. And if they beat England uh, at the end of the year, they'll be the number one test nation. So yeah, and I'm, I've already voiced my opinion. I thought they were heavy, you know, massive favourites to win that game. I couldn't believe they were such big outsiders, and I took a piece of that uh, very willingly. But I just don't understand why we're not playing a test match for another twelve months. We blooded those kids that uh, everyone's gone. We lost with, but you give one game to a bunch of blokes that aren't going to play again. Yeah. And they got beaten as well. So they're the ones saying, oh, you pick the best players, don't you? Sam Thido, all these guys. The young blokes didn't get it done. You pick the best players. Well, you guys got beaten by more. Yeah, basically. You got towed up. So why didn't we go with Clemmer and Papali and these other guys we've invested time into that are going to play for us going forward? Mm. Boyd Cordner, there's plenty of them. There should have been a few more debuts as well. Maguire, uh, Napa was talked about heavily. There's a lot of guys that should have been in that game, uh, especially knowing that they're going to go to England play a couple more games, continue to develop further. And I think the scarier thing is they didn't have... They couldn't even fit Jared Ray Hargroves in. Tamalolo was injured, so that was another player that could have been there. Fare could have been in the centres. And Dallin Zlesniak was denied a debut for a second time with an injury. Yeah, so lucky. Yeah. They still missed three players that would have been in their top-line squad, probably a fourth if 
uh, Jared Roy Hargraves and Stephen Kearney can ever get over whatever issue they've got. Uh, I, I really think at the moment the only spot we have the better of them in is probably depth in the halves and at hooker, but that's because we have a lot more you know, a lot more going on over here, especially club-wise and development-wise, compared to the Warriors just having one club. Yeah. So that's the only spot. I think forwards, so did you, front rowers out of there, four, I wouldn't have traded uh, any of ours, basically, if I was the Kiwi coach. I think Woods was basically the only one that made any impact. I thought their front rowers were brilliant. Uh, Sean Johnson, for some reason, one of those guys, when he puts a, a Kiwi jersey on, he plays a lot better than what he does at club. Sean Kennedy, I'll have one of his best games I think I've ever seen. So mm. uh, they were brilliant. My highlight was the Samoa versus Tonga game. It's just nice to see some open footy. Uh, you know, there were some big hits. There was plenty of passion. It wasn't the typical robotic style you see in some games in the NRL, which, you know, week to week, different games have a different feel to them. But, you know, in, in the last couple of years or over the last uh, God knows how long, we're in the wrestle, one out's off the rock, get to a kick. I just enjoyed the more open and aggressive style of football and the passion they were showing in their jerseys. So uh, I really enjoyed that game. But what was your low light? Uh, the Reynolds trip. Friday's grapple and Greg Bird's lift. There were just a few this weekend. Just leaves you scratching your head as to what some of them are thinking. Josh Reynolds' trip, I don't know what went through his head. How about he's only got a week? And what I'm confused yeah. about is they, they went about Greg Bird saying that's the third time in 12 months. I didn't so, think Bird's was that bad. Yeah, but, I, but yeah. I get the repeat offender thing. But I'm, why, if Josh Reynolds is up for tripping for the third time, did he get away with a week? Yeah, I don't know. I, tripping, I have no idea. I thought the Friday one low. on, on Tapao was bad. That yeah. was a third man in, like a, a squeeze yeah. of the neck and a Better crusher all in one. Didn't like it. Yeah, Trip, tripping is low though, and the fact this is the third time. Well, and it was blatant tripping. It, it was, it, it was, it was on his non-dominant leg. He threw his leg out to make contact. There was no excuse for it. Some of them you see, and they're like accidental trips, or yeah, it could be. But mate, and especially as you said, when it's the third time, that's what I, like I said about Bird. I'm like, yeah, I know, dangerous tackle, the neck, all that. Three times in twelve months, he's looking six to eight weeks. So why is Reynolds getting a third time? He's only got a week. Yeah. Tripping's low. It shouldn't be seen in our game. Mm. We're not soccer players. We don't stick our legs out. We stick with our shoulders and we hit people. Yep. He's done that three times in 12 months and he's got off for the week. Mm. The shoulder charge obviously didn't get charged. I heard nothing about that. It's not the first time he's been multiple charged in the game and he's got out lightly again. Yeah. So I just, I, I have no idea how we ever gave him a new South Wales jersey, to be honest. And now they're going, easier liability? I'm like, liability? Cross the body. How long does it take someone to figure that out? Just the brain snap, the shoulder charge and rake on Sunday on the fourth tackle, like all of it, you just basically shake your head yeah. and go, what was that? Just make the tackle. Hold down a little bit if you're going to give away a penalty, but the shoulder charge, the rake, the trip, oh, just, yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, my low light was what we touched on before, the Australians not blooding more players. Uh, with you know 12 months until we play again, all those guys are going to miss out. There's no time to gel. They didn't go into camp together. And I'm sure there's going to be form questions when it rolls around again. So I thought we would have been smarter to have picked some of the ones that went over in the World Cup, like Clamour and Papali that had already played some games, just purely knowing that a lot of those guys weren't going to be there going forward. Probably would have kept the spine, um, you know, and Corey Parker, not not many others, basically. Yeah. But I would probably would have kept about six or seven of the, the current side and I would have blooded a lot of players. And yep. just you know, just look into the future. I'd agree with that. I think that was a big mistake, and we're going to have to suffer for it next time around because we're going to have to blood or throw those. I just don't like the fact that the internationals before Origin—it's all—it's all out of order. The calendar's out of order for me. Yeah, it's a bit. It of a should mess. be a progression, but 
But uh, yeah, full credit to New Zealand. They deserve their win, and uh, I thought they were disrespected to be honest with the odds and the way everyone was talking about. Of course about. they were during the week. Sterlo and a lot of guys were like, "Oh, easy win with JT and all these guys back." I'm like, "Well, no, we're not even to paying homage to that forward pack and that side they've got right now. Their forward pack, unbelievable, and they wrecked us. So uh, I'm, pre- I was actually kind of happy deep down after everything I heard during the week. Yeah, the way that the game was being talked about. Uh, who was your best? My best and worst. Uh, uh, they roll into each other, but Todd Greberg was the best for me over the week, weekend. I thought they handled yeah, that rescheduling uh, absolutely brilliantly. I, you know, even the fact that they still had Channel Nine footage, they had about an hour of um, television that a lot of people would have watched. You saw the Aussies playing cricket and having a bit of a laugh on Friday night, but. Uh, it's the first real statement that I've seen that's going to be on a broader or a wider scale that everyone's going to see that player safety is now number one. Um, and it's good to see. And also fan safety. I mean, there were five people, I think, that died in Brisbane during all the rain, obviously. Yeah. Um, my partner was stuck up there at the airport. The, the conditions were horrendous. Mm. Um, she was stuck at the airport for six hours. So I, I think a lot of people overreacted on social media saying, like, you're kidding for calling it off. But yeah, a bit of when, you saw the, when you saw the field... But there was public transport, can, there was roads. Exactly. There was heaps of issues. Yeah. So um, people weren't... Were, how many people did you... It was a no-brainer. And, and Sunday was good. We sat at the back of my place out in the Alfresco, watched it on the telly, had a few beers. It was, it was really good. Sunday afternoon tests, it... It's a no-brainer for me. I, I think, you know, logistically, maybe they, maybe Channel Nine could take those Pacific Nations tests on and put them on the daytime on the on the no on the Friday night because you're playing them in Saturday night anyway, and then make sure that the test in City Country are on Sunday. Arvo was a doubleheader. That was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, no, it was good. And like I said, daytime footy is always conducive to exactly better. both games. It's such are much a, better. such a good game. Imagine if it was played on Friday night; it would have just been an absolute mud like mud fest. Yeah, dummy half running. So. No, well done, Todd Greenberg in the NRL. I thought they handled it well. Yeah, well, my best was the the Kiwis, but I also want to give mention to the city and country. I thought Brad Fitler did a good job just letting them play open footy. A few of their tries were, you know, football you don't see anymore, going to the hands, running short sides, picking numbers, just open football. And then same deal for country. I thought country played a pretty uh, decent style of football as well. I thought that was a pretty entertaining game. But New Zealand were my best. They absolutely dominated us. There was no point in that game where I ever thought they were threatened. Uh, we had the ball early on in the first half, struggled to get that first try, and then the second half we basically held it 15, 20 minutes and got one try. Yeah, they they were they were brilliant in all facets. But who was your worst? Uh, the worst was Friday night. I had training. Nick was away. I thought, yeah, you know, I'm I'm on here. Mm. I've ordered a pizza. Got home and the test was off. <laughs> and then I had to watch Billy Dib get KO'd. Put your hands up, Billy. Put your, right, put your hands up. <laughs> He was dancing around and he got caught. Um, and then I've gone to the A-League and that lasted about, pff, I don't know, three minutes. A slice of pizza it lasted. Shame on you for watching the and A-League. And then I've gone to the rugby. Yeah, but you watched the A-League. And that was, That's I dirty. watched it for about three minutes. That's dirty enough. I don't know um, that old bath and burn the And then obviously Sunday, the, the fight that everyone was talking about, Mayweather Pacquiao, I thought yeah. that was a bit of a flop as well. Yeah, didn't enjoy that. It wasn't a great weekend. It was potentially a good weekend. I think we got saved by the test. I think the Kiwis vindicated our enjoyed rugby league. Samoa Tonga rolled, rolled into those other two games on Sunday were good for me. And yeah. I enjoyed the junior kangaroos and Kiwis game because, again, the Kiwis were written off and they were very close to getting the result. Yeah. Um, that, you know, they didn't have the NRL calibre that the Aussies did. They had eight or nine compared to two. Yeah. But uh, they stuck it to them. And to be honest, they probably should have won in the end, but it was a very close game. Uh, my worst was Josh Reynolds and the Aussies. Just simply, again, the the trip, the repeated offence, just 
just little things again. Like, oh, I just don't understand how you can keep getting away with... I don't care if it was a trip and he missed him or he barely clipped him. You shouldn't be seen. Yeah. Not in repeated defences in such a short space of time. And all the little... Just all these little incidents that seem to just slip by, like, oh, some points or get off with an early goody player. They just need to stick it to him. Yeah. And say, guess what? Here's six weeks or here's a month or something like that. That's the third time you've done it. Or the shoulder and the rake. Like, just there's a lot of dumb stuff. Mm. Really stupid stuff in his game. Yeah, I'd agree. And it was him not long ago coming out saying, I don't want to be the grub, I don't want to be known for that. That's not my game. But, but you are who you are. But this, you know, and that is who he is. This stuff keeps happening. Mm. So if that's how you're going to I play... I think he's going to own it. Like, I'm not... I watch him sometimes and go, you know, that was silly or whatever, like everyone does. But I think he's got to own who he is. Well, you've got to own it. You can't come out and say what he said, though. And that's for sure. I don't want to be known as that. I'm clean. I want to be clean, blah, blah, blah. Get that crap out of my game. Well, actions speak louder if than If you're going to stick, keep doing the grub, I'm with you. He should be like Innes and just... Just own it. Take it on board. Innes yeah. th- takes it on the field. Says, well, that's there's, what I do. There's obviously a reason why he's got there playing that style. It's, it's obviously had some success along the line. Uh, oh, just own it. Yeah. That's own who you are. It's, it's very hard to change a style uh, once you're an entrenched first grader like he is. Yeah. Well, questions... Well, I had... Is New Zealand the number one test team? That's a no-brainer. That's easy. Um, look, origin yeah. selections. It, who would be your bolter? I think, for me, Blake Austin was sensational. If he doesn't get the utility spot on the bench, they should smash their head into a fence. Basically, if they want a utility, and we all know... They're going to pick Kirk Gilly. From playing at school with him, he basically played like a lock for us. He wore the yeah. six, but he could play 13. Well, he can play in the halves. He can play lock. He can play, play centre. Last play year for the Tigers forever. should be enough of an example. Yeah. When they had all the injuries, they put him on the wing, for Christ's sake. Yeah. He played wing, centre, half, nine. He but they're going to pick Kirk Gilly. Number one, natural football player, runs the ball. Are you going to pick Kurt? No, they're not. He's gone. He's <laughs> going to Warrington. He announced it today that he's gone. So is he? I'm happy. You he's are. Going, he's going to Warrington. Your little picket. It's worked. He's done. Poor he's, Kurt. He's finished. After 15 years, the madness is over. He's got a bloody voodoo doll of you in his room. Yeah, good. Uh, who else? Oh, the other one was, um, give me give me three players that you reckon might play for the Kangaroos ever again out of that test. Oh, three well. players. Go. Three players. Oh, Greg Bird's one. Yep. I'm trying to bloody remember who the team was. Matt Scott's done as well. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. No Don't knife all those old blokes. He's old, yeah. He's been been, old. Like, he, all those blokes over 30, most right, of them won't play Scott, again. One of I think the only older bloke that impressed me was Corey Parker and Smith. I thought Smith was pretty good. Smith tried his ass off. My I'm mate. trying to remember all the bloody names. Come on, mate. Luke Lewis won't play again. There you go. There's three. I'll keep going if you want. Bird, <laughs> Bird, Bird Luke Lewis. Lewis. Thido won't play again either. All those guys will be gone. They'll, they have to. They have to put the clean It's a year's long time. It's another year. They're all going to be 32, yeah. 33. Yeah. They'll, they'll be lucky to play, play an origin I'm again with next you. year. I'm with you. You got any for me? You yeah, never got any for me. Yeah, I do. Oh, come on, hit me up. Uh, I was going to ask pretty much the same thing. Axing of the Aussie players, I'm going to take it a step further. We basically know that Hodges is done. Uh, you could probably say even Billy is now on the outer after getting injured and missing that game. They're probably going to have to keep going forward. I'm not so sure about Smith. I think he stays. Well, who replaces? But first and Cronk, do you think they can like all those exterior players? Fine, like edges, back rows. A couple of them are going to go most of the forwards. But what about the spine? Yeah, what well, if if do you uh, think the spine will stay? If New South Wales win this Origin series, they're it's, as good as gone. Even Smith. No, it's, he, he's, he's going to replace Smith. That's him and JT power. a little bit at the moment I look at, but even JT hasn't been. He didn't look too great on the weekend. I know he looks good at club, yeah. but him and Cronk didn't yeah, look too great. They're playing They they picked the wrong forward pack. Yeah. Picked on forward pack. Picked forward pack. We've got no They props. got dominated. We just got dominated. By, we should have by just, a monster yeah. Kiwi pack. So you can't, I can't really judge, lay the blame on the spine because I thought but I think the forwards cost us that game. I think Billy's almost lost his spot now because by the time again that rolls around, he's 33. Yeah, then again, so I'd, I'd, rather have, I'd rather have a 75% Billy Slater and Inglis in the centres than having to pick 
I don't really know who. Yeah, well, that's kind of what I'm getting at. But we're almost at that point where we're going to have to roll the dice. Well, I reckon we just we're going to wait twelve months. But for me, I think it'll, the death knell will be sounded, especially if uh, Queensland can't win this origin. If field. right now, say you know there was another Test match end of the year, which there's not, those four guys are injured. Yep. Your spine, off the top of your head, if you think, and I think Inglis, Hunt, Cherry Evans, and Friend would be my Australian spine. Going forward, I wouldn't have Farah again. Same reason. I think he's on the out. I think Friend's Who the next pick hooker. hooker. Jake Friend, Jake Friend, my hooker. Ben Hunt would be my seven. Daly Cherry Evans would be my six, and my fullback would still be GI. I'd probably have Pierce ahead of um, Hunt. Yeah, Pierce and Harv. Yeah, I like Pierce. Yeah, I, I'm a bit. I think Pierce is. Oh, I think Hunt's probably Hunt's very good. Don't get me wrong, but, um, but I, I'd have Pierce. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that's what I was, all I was thinking. If, I'd probably have um, if it all got culled tomorrow, I think, be, I'd be close to I'd be close to having Dugan at fullback and having Inglis in the centre, just because I don't really, yeah, I don't, I don't really see a, a centre pairing that's really jumping out at me. Will Chambers, I thought, had a if, good if game. If they pick Chambers and Gagai, then I, I could cop it. I thought he deserved the wing spot full stop. They could have put over now. Darius Boyd's back, and then you're going to have Brett Morris back. So there you're going to be your two wing spots. Yeah, you can put English at fullback and then have those two in the centres. As long as they pick the younger guys, those... those Especially the forward pack, though. That forward pack needed a rework. Mm. We've just... Like Nate Miles. That's the other one I was trying to think of. How did he get a game? There's a couple that you just put your hands up and kind of go, wow. You've made the effort to blood these other kids and you've just stuck these guys I couldn't believe Gordon didn't get a game. I just... I don't know. What? Did he pay the price for the Roosters losing four close well, games in a row? Same deal like I said about Papala. And Aiden, if Aiden Guerra was fit, he'd be the, he'd yeah. be the first back row pick. Those two would have been in. Guerra, if, so it, why if wasn't I picked it tomorrow, Guerra called the bench. Clemmer off his suspension would have been in there. Fafita played City Country. They said two weeks earlier they're going to pick him for a starter. So if, he, if he's off suspension, just pick him. We could have done with him. He yeah, played right. outstanding. He dominated that game. We needed that. Yeah. He could have paired up with Woods. Could have had Clemmer coming off the bench. He was actually... I thought I actually enjoyed watching him in the Four Nations compared to his club footy last year. Yeah, I'm even now thinking, like, it might have been worthwhile then picking a Ben Hunt or a Matt Moylan or someone on the bench just as that utility role to spark us up a little. Because we just had no impact off the bench. Mm. Well, the other one I got was the Origin Halves. From that game, uh, obviously, we know Hodkinson... I think, I think they're done. I think, think Hodkinson done. I think, I think, Yeah, Because, you know, I said a couple of weeks ago, that's what I'd pick. And I wouldn't have Hawkinson. Most people said to me, you, yeah, you're a bit on, on me. And I, well, they said club halves, and now he's kind of come out and said not club halves. So I'm with How you. I think, like I said, you, off goal kicking and defence, I think that's all he's going off. But I, he doesn't really generate anything as far as creativity is concerned. Well, if that's the case, then you've got to pick someone like Austin or Locke to add a little bit more creativity because we're going to have to score points. Last year was an anomaly. It was an outlier. Yeah, we're not going to be able to... You need blokes to, to run to the footy like too. The only time he ran the footy, he went through and scored And I'll tell you what, the chips go all in because game one's in Sydney. You lose game one in Sydney, series yeah, over. It's game over. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I'm with you. I thought Maloney won that battle easily on Sunday. He got me in the match. Mm. So if they're going to go halves as far as club, that's easy. And I think Pierce is playing better than Hodkinson if you were going club halves. People have said Kiri. I'm still iffy on that purely on the fact he put out with an injury and the kid's a Queenslander. If he doesn't want to play for us, it's just ridiculous to try and force it on him. I don't want someone who's not wanting to wear the blue jersey. Yeah, it's just not. dumb to try and push that on somebody. But I'm with you. If anyone's pushed their case harder than anyone for a bolter or a spot in the halves or on the bench, it's Blake Austin. Yeah. Um, the other one is the bench spot. They were talking about a bench spot for either Ryan James, Tyson Frizzell, or Joel Thompson from Sunday. Uh, none of them really jumped out at me. I think Tarek Sims and Vaughney were the two that jumped out at me off that bench. Not, not so much Sims. James or, or Frizzell, even though I'm big on both of them. 
I think Thompson's a bit well, of a stretch. But you're gonna birds out. Birds not coming. Birds not going to play. No. So I'd start Sims, and I'd and I'd probably play Frizzell because I know Frizzell can play back row and and Tight. Uh, front row. Oh, I said I was super impressed by. I couldn't pick Joel Thompson. I, 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 I'm either picking Joel Thompson or Blake Austin. I'm only, I'm only picking one of them. Yeah. Uh, I think Austin covers more. I'd, I'd, I'd start Sims. I think it's a no-brainer. Oh, I just thought um, they were talking about the bench, like James and that, and I thought that Vaughnie was probably the better forward off the Corner, bench. Corner, Sims. Sims, and then who'd be who'd be a lock for New South Wales? Obviously, Gallon if he's Well, fit. Josh Jackson played a lot the other night. He was brilliant. He's good. So if Gallon's injured and there's a couple missing... No, I'm, I, I really hope Laurie Daly just picks picks a bloody young side on form. I hope he does too. Like I said, yeah, I, don't, you know, I didn't think Wade Graham have a, had a great game the other night, but I thought the last few years I've watched Graham play on that well, left. See, that's the one. Like, he's a similar player to Austin. And thought he can play left, you know, he can kick. He chimes in in a lot of ways, but he's also physical and angry. Going to Cronulla really developed his game, playing with uh, Gallon and those couple of blokes. It it's took true. him to that last little bit he needed. Yeah. So there's plenty of options there, but I just looked at that the other day. They said three bench spots, and when I looked, I thought James didn't really impress me. I thought Sims was probably better, but I thought Vaughan was the best forward off the bench. Mm. And, I, you know, those two stood out, and Jackson, as far as forwards for country. Yeah. Uh, Maloney won the halves battle. Uh, we'll get into these games now. We'll talk about that. But um, junior kangaroos, junior kiwis, the junior kangaroos just held on uh, twenty-two to twenty. I thought this was a pretty good game. Yeah, yeah. it was. I uh, I only saw highlights as I was I was out at, a, at my own footy, obviously. But um, I didn't get to see a great deal of it. But it seemed like it was the most competitive game of the uh, of the weekend, or most exciting in terms of the finish. Mm-hmm. Apart from obviously the Samoa Tonga game, but. Um, yeah, the Aussies prevailed in the end, but uh, which most would have expected. But um, the Kiwis put up a real good fight. Yeah, well, big difference uh, when you got eight or nine NRL players compared to two, and the two that were in the New Zealand side had only just debuted. Lamale Lavave just played one game, and Nelson Osofa Solomona from Melbourne literally played his first game the week before. Yeah, um, but as as to be expected, uh, they put up a hell of a fight, and I thought the odds again <clears throat> very similar to the. Uh, the actual test match was very unfair considering they won last time when they were massive underdogs. And um, Some players that impressed me, of course, Nelson, he had a massive game. Uh, he's got suspended out of it, a very ugly tackle. I don't know if you caught that. The old pile driver basically looked like a tombstone. Mm. So uh, he's going to miss some time there for Melbourne. But uh, the number six for the Tigers is a very impressive player, Martin uh, Tamari Martin. Uh, very good last year in a better side. They're, they're struggling a little bit in the 20s this year. He hasn't been as crash up, but... Proved again on the weekend with the decent side around him what he could do. Brendan Sipley from the Warriors was massive, big front row. Uh, you obviously know about Sione Katoa. Uh, quite personally, had a very good game as well. Yeah, <clears> for uh, the... he's tidy, Sione. He'll, um, yeah, you think he's, he's going to play first grade. Um, but he's, I think he's back to 20s this week, which will be uh, a real plus for us. Mm. Well, the Aussies, uh, Tepai Morale, no surprise there. They got him the ball a couple of times. He crashed over. He got me in the match. Uh, Ashley Taylor is another one. I'm sure a lot of people were looking forward to seeing a halfback at the Brisbane Broncos. Signed a, a long-term deal a couple of years ago. He played pretty well. Very quick. And Jai Arrow really impressed me. He's another Broncos boy. He was 18th man. He came in. He was massive. No, I, I really liked him in the grand final, 20s grand final last year. I thought he was real good um, in the finals. Yeah, well... Particularly Lod- the grand final. Yeah, Lodge off a of hangout. Holmes scored an awesome try. Jennings looked good. The only one who kind of let me down was Drew Hutchison. He's got massive wraps over there at the Dragons, but uh, repetitive on his kicks. Four or five kicks went dead, cost mm. a lot of seven-tackle sets, and he just doesn't seem to engage the line. He, uh, he threw a lot of cutout passes very early and just gave it to his outside men with nothing really doing. Uh, I was a bit disappointed with all the wraps on him, but um, 22-20, they prevailed. It almost ended 
uh, ugly with a bit of a fight. Manu, the, the winger who played pretty well for the Kiwis, dropped the shoulder charge in and things almost boiled over. Luckily, they didn't, but uh, some very impressive players to look forward to watching in the future. But Fiji versus Papua New Guinea. Uh, Guinea. Again, I thought this was a solid game. Um, I think the biggest difference probably the halves, even though Fiji's are not really recognised halves in the Millard brothers, they've played, or one of them's played NRL. Uh, I think they had eight or nine as well NRL players in the end, which is a big difference against a side that looked a lot more well-structured, seemed as though they're playing in the Queensland Cup, but uh, definitely lacking a bit of direction. Yeah, it was a good game of footy. I enjoyed this game. Um, I thought it was unstructured, it was fast, it was physical, it was everything you wanted to to watch as a spectator. It, was, it definitely wasn't one for... Uh, your coaches and your purists, but um, I really enjoyed it. It was just a change from what we're, we're used to seeing with that robotic-style play. Yeah, well, both the uh, Alberts in particular impressed me. Still yeah, they're two boys that have sort of come through um, my program at, at Windsor, the program I've got my eyes over. Um, Wellington obviously played a bit of 20s last year. Stanton's, uh, he's, he's as fresh as they come, Stanton. He's, um, when we first got him, he could barely speak English, and but he's really, he's really, really picked it up. He played... Well, he's only 19. He played against men last year in the Queensland Cup, and um, physically he's just he's dominating 20s. He's I think he's played played the last four games there, and we've won four from four since he's, he's gone up. So <laughs> sad to see him sort of move out of the scene that I'm in, but um, he's he's doing really well up there in the 20s. So yeah, and he's starting as well. Um, the other one that really impressed me was their centre, their left centre Audio. Mm. He was brilliant. They're gonna there's gonna be a stack stack of them come through. We saw Mark Mexico. He didn't really last at the Sharks. I think he was an older player anyway. I think uh, audio is a bit younger, but he was really impressive. Now they've got that platform in the Q Cup. You're going to see probably half the team every year get picked up by NRL clubs and play 20s and play New South Wales Cup because, mm. um, you know, the potential in them, and, and not a lot of them have had quality mm. coaching, um, and that's no knock on the PG, PNG coaches, but... Um, over you know, obviously they don't have the systems that we've got over here. So you, you whack them into the system, you get them, get their conditioning right, get their, um, get them into the into the weight room and um, get their bodies right. It's amazing what they can do. Um, and Wellington and Stanton are obviously two good projects that we've we've worked on and um, that have come through our system. But they they definitely won't be the first. They won't be the last. Like you look at Seguiaro, um, you know, there's we could rattle off. Yeah, well, he, he basically grew up here, though. He was over here very early, but... But, um, I mean, just P&G. No, Papua New Guinea. Their rugby league, that's their national they're, they're sport. They're tough as nails. They're built out of concrete, too, so... Um, uh, yeah, it's a big future for P&G. I think that, that Queensland Cup side's definitely doing wonders for them. Mm, the Hunters, they're, they're a very good side. And Fiji, on the flip side, may have a new South Wales Cup team next year. Well, exactly. Same thing. And, and <clears> after being in Fiji, I've been over there a couple of times for a holiday, and, mate, there are... Absolute athletes galore. You only look at the couple that Freddie and Joey have brought over, but you know there's plenty more over there that just need an opportunity and might not be up for NRL level, but um, would definitely be be up to uh, like a, a, a Sydney Shield or a Ron Massey or even New South Wales Cup. Yeah, one of these brilliant projects. Uh, Marika Corabetti, he continued his good form, scored a double, absolutely smoked uh, one of the Papua New Guinean boys in a great tackle. The most impressed I was, and two blokes I watched play 20s, are the Safidi brothers. They play for Newcastle. They're both very young, very fresh twins. Uh, they were brilliant in a game that was with men, which I'm not, not knocking their 20s or they haven't played cup yet, but for two young blokes to play in an international game and play a lot of minutes, I thought they were brilliant. Um, you know, there's a couple other uh, people in that game that re- really, really impressed me. Fabian Goodall is someone I really like at Parramatta. He's been playing for Winnie. He played pretty well. And Corbin Sims was very, very good. Bakuya, the likes of these players. Uh, Sim is probably the biggest benefactor of this with 
Mal Meninga, obviously Corbin aligning with Queensland after being graded at the Broncos, uh, saying that he doesn't think he's too far of origin. I, I'm not too sure uh, if I'd put him on my bench, but that, that's a pretty big endorsement from the coach. So, yeah, it is. Um, good times for him. But 22-10, I think the biggest difference, like we said, having all those NRL players, I think it was 10 or 11 compared to two. Yeah, it was 18 and at half-time, I think, wasn't it, in this game? Oh, I can't remember what half-time. It, it was pretty comprehensive in half-time. It was 18-10 leading into the end of the game, and they grabbed a late try. But yeah. uh, Papua New Guinea, definitely no slouches. Like you said, with that system over here, Queensland Cup, they'll continue to get better. But Samoa and Tonga, 18-16, uh, this was a cracker of a game. Tonga definitely fired up after copping it last time they played. But um, there was a few tries early on that, I, you know, questionable decisions, set up as no tries. But just in general, pretty much what you touched on before, open football, different what we see at club level. And there was a couple of guys that just really sparked up that you haven't really seen at club football. Obviously very proud to wear, you know, their native uh, country's jersey. And uh, one of those who really surprised Richie Fayosa. Yeah, he was great. He was a man possessed. Uh, even Ben Murdoch-Basilla, I haven't really been impressed since he's got to Penrith, but he looked a man on a mission uh, wearing his jersey on the weekend. And, um, you know, George Defua, his first game back, he grabbed a double. I think Sikamanu played pretty well. Penny Terrapo for Tonga. On the Samoan side of things... Tim Simona, unfortunately, ended up getting injured, but I thought he was very good. He was good. Frankie Pritchard, Daniel Vito, uh, Josh McGuire really impressed me. The fact he had to play nine. would look dangerous out of nine, actually. Just purely on size, I think they went any, many, money, mo. You're it's the crazy. smallest, so the hooker you go. Crazy. But, um, yeah, I, I thought it was a great game. And at the end, what a moment. Seeing Cassiano, the human missile, about 100,000 kilos. I tell you what. If I'm surprised he was, it didn't end up over at Rabina Station. Oh, if he was a second later... From the fact he skimmed the front of Tafua, if he was a second later and got him in the ribs or near the head, Tafua would have spontaneously combusted in yeah. the dust. It was huge, and that was a great moment, but a uh, really good game. I enjoyed that one. City versus country, we talked about 34-22 before. The big winners, though. Blake Austin, I think, is probably the biggest winner of all. Yeah, he is. As far as pushing his case. Uh, and I, don't... I think James Maloney. Yeah, James Maloney obviously got me out of the match. Uh, the one for me is Tedesco. I thought Tedesco cleaned up a couple of kicks where I wondered where Moylan was. Uh, he also created a try in the wing and he scored one. Mm. Um, he's pretty much been knocked during this whole process. That Laurie is not even considering him. Jason Taylor said, I don't want you to touch him, but I really think he's the one left of out course in the cold. Of course, that's what JT Yeah, I know, say. but I just, in general, I can't believe how left out I in think the cold I can is. understand JT's sentiment in the fact that Tedesco hasn't, he needs to get a year under his belt where he just doesn't have an injury. He's, he's had the last three years, he's had a, a long-term or a season-ending injury. So it'll be really nice to see him get through a year. But if he's four more on we've got to pick him. Mm. Well, for um, f- I, don't, I don't think he's going to get there. Yeah. Well, for Fafita booked his place as well. Uh, I thought Moylan was safe for that being outstanding. Again, I think a lot of people were really big on his game. And now it's come out today, I think he broke his hand or dislocated a finger or something. So Dislocated a couple of fingers, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know whether that's going to keep him out. He's been named to play this week. Mm. Um that's yet to be seen. But on the country side of things, like you said, I think Maloney was the big winner along with Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson definitely should have been in the Australian side. I think side. he probably should have. Josh Jackson should have been in the New South Wales side last year. Yeah, he should have been. Jackie Whiten's another one I thought had a win. He's been very good at club, but proved again. Why couldn't he play on the wing for New South Wales? Well, he could. He could yeah. play centre, he can play wing, he can play fullback. He could play 13 if you want him to. He's big enough and he hits like a truck. We've yeah. seen some of the defence he's put on. Uh, and then, like I said before, Sims... After the suspension, come from the clouds. He had a really big game. I thought Vaughan was brilliant. And, um, you know, that was with, like I said, James 
Frizzell and Thompson being touted for the bench spot. I don't see why he can't go into the bench either if they really wanted a big boy. And not only that, he can play back row, he can play third, and he plays big minutes. He hasn't played many bad games since he's come up in the first grade, that's for sure. Nah. Just in general, like I said, the big thing for me coming out of this game was it seemed last year and this year that it's starting to mean something again. Blokes are really getting into each other. And again, the brand of football there... With Joey and with Barrett, I guess you don't get a lot of time to uh, formulate a plan or too much structure. But some of the city tries, even though they were losers, were crackers. And one yeah. of them on the fifth and the tackle was an absolute brilliant play. Yeah. They went left and then swung it back to the right, went through hands. Uh, there was a couple of absolute rippers, and it was just the kind of stuff you see when you're growing up coming through the grades before this you know, systematic stuff sometimes gets piled on top of you. Yeah, so. it's nice to see him just play relaxed. and Not, not that it was relaxed, but um, play a bit of footy, that's for sure, outside of the normal... Um, confines of, of uh, NRL coaching, that's for sure. Yeah, I think you'd have to say that uh, Josh Reynolds has lost his spot from this game. Well, you'd think so. You'd have to, wouldn't you? And uh, Hodgkinson and Pierce sitting out, you think either those two are going to be in or it's going to be one of them with Maloney. Austin, I'd love to say he'd be thrown in there on form, but yet to be seen. For Fida, he's got to be in there. Jackson's got to be in there. Uh, there's a couple that really, really won, but yeah, there's a few there to me that stood out that have definitely thrown their names up to probably grab a bench spot if not uh, for anything else. But the Test match is the last thing we need to touch on. 26-12, uh, to 12, they dominated us. There's no other way to put it. The Ford pack in particular, Jesse Bromwich led from the front, uh, you know, and then the fact that they can sub well, off... I couldn't believe that Marnie Vatibor was man of the match. I thought Jesse Bromwich was man of the match, clearly. Well, I think I listened to the Triple M wrap-up after he got man of the match on there. He got posted. Their yeah. coverage. So oh, that, that was theirs. I don't know about the, in the Kiwi camp, but mine was the official man of the match. But I thought Bromwich was clearly the best player on the field. The scary thought is you can go from him and Madalino and then you bring on Tapao Mala. Yeah, that's and where the game is won. It off. just continues. And I said that to you on Sunday. Who would you trade out of the front rowers for the others? The only one I'd really give a rap to for Australia was Woods. Uh, bar that, that's out of the front row rotation. So we're talking Tarmel, Miles. Scott and Aaron Woods. Just I'd have Scott. All the other three to me were nullified, and I'd have all the Kiwis, basically, before I picked any of those other four. Mm. Um, the back row, very good for them. I thought Tohu Harris on the left was particularly dangerous. The fact that he can ball play as well. There was a moment there he turned into a six for a moment. Went to the line three on three, squared up on his man, and then cut. And well, he this time his man he played up. six for New Zealand. Well, he's got the ability. Watching him come through the 20s, he sat on the left and put in kicks and threw some cutout passes. Uh, I thought Kenny Dow and Hiku were probably... Picked out before the game and a bit disrespected, saying that we're going to pick on them wide on the edges. I thought they were both brilliant defensively. They shut down everything that was thrown yeah, at them. Not much got thrown at them. It, oh. you, you know, they weren't rolling on at all, Australia. So um, the game was one in the middle. Plain and simply, it's simple as that. Yeah, Sean Johnson picked his moments. Sheck was solid. Well, he was good. He, he looked good um, just playing relaxed footy. Yeah. But it also, it's, Andrew McFadden's got to get that Warriors forward pack going forward, and you're going to get the best out of Johnson. I, I still think. Uh, the Warriors are a little bit like the Bulldogs. They like to finesse the ball a little bit through the middle. I think they're just going to come from the fences and run harder. And they need to look at Madalena and just follow him. He's the exactly. one setting the, setting the tone. But usually he's having to carry on play one, two, and they're not sort of looking to go to the backs until three. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
four. So it's almost it'd almost be better for Ben Madalino to have carries in the middle of the set when they're about to shift. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's getting a bit technical. Mm. And the scary thing again, like I said, no Tamalolo, Fire wasn't available, Dallin was denied his second chance to debut, and Jared Maria Hargraves not even considered. Mm. So they've got a fair set there. The only disadvantage long term, as we spoke about, is halves and probably nine. Because when you look at that situation, there's not really as big a talent pool as we've got. Well, it's, it's clear that something's happened with Rory Hargreaves and Coon. Yeah, well, he hasn't picked him again. So clear. there's obviously some personality disagreement. Benji was spoken about being picked on for him. He simply said, I've got a young halves combo and I don't want to break that. No, I, I understand. Them, which I completely agree with. A lot of yeah. people were dirty about it. but I think the thing that roughed people up was the fact that he said if there was an injury to Johnson or Foran, he still wouldn't have picked Marshall. But who does he go with He put, would have put Lulua there, that's for sure. That's what I get. Lulua's just as old. So, no, no, I'm, I'm just saying he's still in the mix. Because when he said he'd come to, you know, look into the that's, future. Look, I, I totally agree with sticking with Foran and Johnson. Yeah, I'm 100% fine with that. The, the thing that roughed people up was the fact that he said that he, yeah, he wasn't going to pick him. He still wasn't pick him so. Yeah, well, I thought, uh, who they go last time? That Isaac John in there. And Saliba Harvey, who's well, only had, played like a couple of games at first, first grade, he's, you know, he's playing New South Wales Cup now. He was there nine. Hmm. So that's kind of what I mean. That's probably the only spots they're lacking. But as far as forwards go right now, and outside back, so I think they're just as good as us. But front row is where it's all won. Yep. Their engine room has absolutely murdered us the last few times we've played them. Yeah, no doubt. Um, super impressive. But that wraps us up for the reviews of the games. And obviously, our fast five will be joined now by Mr. Gossip. Now it's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. And I welcome back Mr. Gossip after a nice little soiree. You had a bit of a holiday, mate. It's been a couple of weeks. Yeah, it has. It seems like it's been quite a few. Lots happened since uh, sort of last on. Um, in particular, the Kiwis beating the Aussies in the test. Still can't believe it. Very, very happy on my end. $3.30 uh, <laughs> at the start of the week. Very, very early on, thanks to WilliamHill.com. Good times. Yeah, and they didn't fluke it either, mate. Much deserved win by the Kiwis, did not yeah, and uh, man, Brock touched on it earlier. Unfortunately, he's not here. He's off at training. But um, I, I kind of felt they were disrespected, to be honest, during the week. Plenty of uh, good judges would just honestly flat out said Australia easy. And I, I was very, very surprised. But, um, yeah, obviously. Kangaroos believing their own hunt. Yeah, that. And for all the judgment after people saying they played bad, how about the Kiwis played good? Oh, for sure. They're they fantastic. Beaten hands down. So, um, yeah, I was pretty happy with that. The, the rest of the round was pretty. Uh, pretty good. I enjoyed the Junior Kangaroos game and uh, the other games, in particular the uh, the Samoa Tonga game. That was pretty good. But uh, what did you think of City Country? Yeah, City Country, fantastic. Uh, Blake Austin, just absolute superstar. Um, you got to say, if, if City if City vs Country is a um, a genuine selector for Origin, you have to say he'd be picked. But I don't think they will. If they do, they'll probably pick him on the bench. But yeah. Um, he, he surprised me the most, Blake Austin. Well, I, I shouldn't say surprised because he's been playing well for Canberra, but um, really good to see him go well. A good fella too off the park. Um, does a lot for the community, um, especially around Doonside, that sort of area for rugby league. Good fella, so I'd love to see him get a run for New South Wales. Yeah, well, I think for City, I thought he was the biggest winner, along with Andrew Fafita, who the mail was he was going to play for Australia before he got suspended. Um, you know, Matt Moylan, I said this to Brock, I thought he was safe without being spectacular, to be honest. I, I thought Tedesco had to clean up a couple of his kicks and even set up a try despite the fact he was on the wing. I'm, 
I'm not saying they're going to pick Tedesco, but I was still surprised how badly he's been pushed out pushed out of this conversation. Yeah, it's bizarre. I said Tedesco over Moylan for me. Um, in the best country, was a much better player. In fact, Moylan, I think, came out with a fractured hand and could be out for a little while for the Panthers fans, so it's not good there. Mm. Um, obviously, it sort of depends on how much they can strap and how many needles they can give him. But Yeah, well, they've, they've named him this week, which I only heard what you just said not long ago, and then I saw the team list and thought, OK, I don't know what to believe. I... It said broken hand and dislocated fingers, and another source just said dislocated fingers. So I, I'll be interested to see if he lines up this weekend. Yeah, especially for a fullback that charms it in the back and has soft, such soft hands. Yeah, I, I don't think they're playing. Um, but who knows? I think the Panthers have got a few things up their sleeves. Um, so it might even come back. So who knows? Mm. And on the country side of things, I think Josh Jackson's a certainty. He was a winner out of that game. Uh, Maloney. Yep definitely outpointed Josh Reynolds and I was talking about a bench spot being open. I spoke to Brock, it probably sounds a little bit biased because I'm, I'm friends with the bloke but I thought Vaughney was the better one off the bench out of uh, Ryan James and they talked about Frizzell. I thought he had a better game than both those blokes. Yeah, Vaughney for sure uh, as well. Um, I thought he played very well. He played good last year too in Sydney vs Country as well. Mm. Um, I don't think he'd look out of place in a, in a, in a, in a Blues jersey so mm. look, it's going to be interesting to see how, how Daly goes, but I think Daly's a little bit old school and will try and stick with the old side he, he had last year as much as he can, but yeah. if it was me, and I know it sort of goes against what everyone seems to think, but I don't think wholesale changes are needed, but nah. there are some players that are, that are out of form that really shouldn't get a run. Yeah, 100%, and I think Sims threw his hand up and David Clemmer also pretty good, but uh, getting into your gossip bag, mate, it's been a couple of weeks, what do you got for us? Yeah, got a few things here. I guess the first one's um, where to for uh, Dane Nielsen. The Dragons terminated his contract today um, after that incident in Cronulla back in March. So what club will pick him up, if any? Uh, talented guy, but, um, yeah, uh, where does his career go from here? He's another one of these guys from the Melbourne system, you know, that uh, sprung to origin heights, and you definitely wouldn't have expected it. But uh, same old, same old, moves on. Probably gets bigger money, struggles at the Warriors, gets let go, ends up at the Dragons, and now he's without a contract. So uh, it's just another one of these stories of a bloke falling out of that system, going elsewhere, and just not looking like the same kind of player. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a sad case, isn't it? It's not the first time a Melbourne Storm player's gone off the rails after leaving the club, but still, you, you, you really you can't blame on the club. The individual's got to stand and look at himself. But no doubt he'll be picked up by another club uh, probably next season or. Who knows? I mean, he might go to the UK, but yeah, it's um, sad to see another talent go. Um, on to my next one, mate. I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago that Kirk Gidley would be off to the UK, and that deal uh, was confirmed today by the club with Kirk Gidley agreeing to terms on a one-year deal with Warrington. Um, look, I guess he's been a good servant to, to Newcastle for a number of years, but um, injuries haven't been kind to him, and I guess... Um, Knights fans won't like me saying it, but his his form has been up and down like a wanker's elbow. So, um, <laughs> you know, um, on to better things. I think with Kirk I think it's time for him to go. Yeah, and the the other thing for them is, you know, they they they're blocking out Sandy Matiadia, Jake Memo, lots of kids, and as much as it pains people, they say they should stay patient. That's not the way the world works anymore in the NRL. It's a business. Uh, there's money involved. There's plenty of, of hungry clubs who need talent. I know Manly. Uh, were pretty heavy on Jake Mamo. The Matadia brothers, they're very lucky Newcastle. They turned their back on the dogs, and I don't know if uh, Sione in particular, who played for Australia, would be regretting that. 
uh, right now, seeing as though he's barely been getting a run. But this would definitely reaffirm that he's probably going to find himself uh, that fullback spot full time next year. And uh, who knows, that might mean Memo slides in there somewhere as well. Yeah, we well, spot on as a business now, and um, I'm, I'm sure the de- decisions can come easy, um, especially for Matt Gidley, the CEO, who's obviously Kurt's brother. So yeah, um, the right decision was made there in the end, and he, he wasn't he wasn't forced. It was a decision made by all parties, and and Kurt's quite good. You know, he loves the club and wants what's best for the club. And as you said, there's, there's plenty of good juniors coming through, so he didn't want to hold them back. So full credit to him for that. Yeah, hundred percent. Off to Brisbane, Sam Thido. There's lots of rumours that Thido's off to the Titans, but um, my money is that he'll stay a Bronco. The only problem is, though, he's, he's after a three-year deal, which I personally think might be a bit too much, but um, I'm hearing that Thido will, will re-sign with the Broncos on um, a two-year deal with an option for a third, but I don't know. <laughs> I can't see Thido doing another three years in the NRL. Your thoughts? Well, this was my pet hate of this Watmau deal that Parramatta picked up on. Uh, the three or I think it was a four-year deal, wasn't it, or three years? Yeah. And yeah. I, I said to Brock, not only was the money insanity, we had a massive disagreement on this, but they're on the decline, really. He's, he's a yeah. good player, but you can't expect to pick somebody up at 31 after you know 300-plus games total. He, you know, He's got almost 300 NRL games, Origin games, Australian games. Sam Thiday, probably similar boat, over 200, plus a bunch of rep football. You can't expect them to turn up year after year uh, like a spring chicken. You know they, they slow down, so two things need to happen: the the contract obviously needs to get shorter, like you said, maybe two years maximum, and the money needs to dilute so you can keep bringing yeah. through that talent and uh, not hurt your side. Uh, that, that, that's just till the effects of when you're starting to get on in years. Yeah, I did some digging today. I, I couldn't find it, any information in regards to what kind of money um, the Broncos would offer Friday, but I guess going off. Um, Bennett's former models that um, I don't think he pays too much for front rowers, so mm. I, don't, I don't think he'd be paid a lot to put it that way. No, and he's got Matt Gillette and obviously Alex Glenn there in the back row, so I don't think he'd want to part ways with an uh, exorbitant amount of money, maybe 400 somewhere around that I think would be the maximum ceiling for somebody uh, headed into the, the, the latter part of their 30s and winding down their career. I definitely couldn't say five or six or some of the other money that's been talked about, that's for sure. Yeah, no, that, that's right. But going from someone of Friday's age and now down to uh, Jackson Hastings on the Roosters, good young fella, um, played good on the weekend for the junior kangaroos. Uh, got good money on it at the moment that uh, the Panthers are in advanced talks with um, Jackson to get him over to the club. Um, before June 30, Gus Gould wants him at the club ASAP, so it'd be a good sign for the Panthers if they could pick up Jackson. Um, obviously, problems with the halves for Penrith this year with injuries, but um, could be a long-term solution perhaps with uh, Wallace not getting any younger. And um, I don't know, What are your thoughts on young Jackson, mate? Uh, from what I've seen, I think he's a pretty good talent. I'm still not quite sold on whether he's a fullback uh, or in the halves. I think from what I've seen, I don't mind him at six. I don't think he's a fullback. I don't think he's quick enough. Uh, but probably, I think the issue I'm hearing out of the Roosters is his attitude, that he, he kind of thought that that, uh, the, the two halves would play Origin last year, and that didn't eventuate, and he tends to rub people up the wrong way. I don't know whether it's because he's just blunt and honest or uh, he's, a, he's a fairly confident kid from, from all uh, you know assumptions, but um, you'd kind of hope, if that is the case, that when he gets to Penrith, the same thing doesn't happen because there's nothing worse than having somebody around that uh, people aren't comfortable with or, or they struggle to you know 
to be around because that's one of the biggest cancers in football. If there's a bloke that rubs you up the wrong way and you can't seem to get along with, it's very hard to play good football with uh, someone like that around. But no, no doubt, a, a massive talent. That there's a good reason why they took him on a pretty decent coin as a very young bloke away from the St. George Illawarra Dragons, not to mention the fact his dad played at the Roosters. But um, if, if Penrith get in there, I, I couldn't blame him for going after him, that's for sure. He's a very good young talent. Yeah, the Penrith do get him, it'd be a six option. You'd think you wouldn't, you wouldn't get a one option with Moylan there. But, uh, nah, nah. Yeah, you, you touched on Kevin Hastings, what a, what a player he was, especially in the early 80s for the Roosters. And quite an opinionated guy, still is. Um, <laughs> if, anyone, if anyone follows him on social media, he has a few things to say about the Roosters in general. So yeah. um, maybe it's in, it's in the name there. But um, if, there's one, if there's one club that could definitely quieten the player down, uh, they'd be Penrith with, with Gould and Cleary there. They wouldn't have any ego guys with ego there, so they might be able to quieten him down a bit. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens there. So we'll keep an eye on that. But um, a few more here, mate, um, that we should hear hopefully this week or the next week, and that's um, an announcement from the Raiders that um, James Tamo signed with them. Um, I've mentioned that for a couple of weeks now, but that should be on uh, Epis soon. And also Chad Townsend, I'm hearing close to the Sharks as well. Um, obviously the partner bird there. So interesting one for Townsend to go home. Yeah, well, obviously a, a unique situation with uh, his partner's mum being sick. So Sydney was really the only option, only clubs in Sydney, which ruled out uh, obviously the Titans, who were one that would have been interested if LG left. Uh, the Warriors obviously keen to keep him, but uh, not really having any opportunity in that situation. But in the in the first place, and I've touched on this many times before, he never should have left the Sharks. That they they shouldn't have let him go. They shouldn't have let Tyson Frizzell, Tyrone Peachy, Michael Leisha. They, they, all these blokes should be there right now with Jack Bird, Valentine Holmes, uh, Farmer New Brown when he's healthy, and they'd have one hell of a side. But they, they've done a really poor job retaining young talent. Uh, I hope they're bringing him back on decent coin because he definitely deserves it, and uh, he's one of their juniors. That, that that should be the goal at the end of the day to get your own juniors coming through and playing good football, and he's certainly doing that over in New Zealand. And the James Tarmow one, we've obviously been dragging this one out for a while, and there's been the silly buggers with him and his manager and all the media, but I think it's pretty obvious what's going on there. So uh, no surprises there. It's just a matter of time before that's announced. Yeah, for sure. All right, mate, last point of the night, um, and that's Nate Miles, almost certain to leave the Titans now, I'm hearing. And Penrith, uh, the favourites, um, even Petro Sibnaseva came out, I think maybe it was in the uh, Courier Mail earlier this week, saying that he'd spoken to Nate and had spoken with him to get his thoughts on Penrith as a club. Obviously, Petro Sibnaseva uh, finishing his career at Penrith there for like four years as a captain. So Sibnaseva giving a thumbs up for Miles to go to Penrith. So, um, yeah, it'd be a good pick-up. For Penrith, who are a young side, um, Brent Kite obviously leaving the club, who um, they need to replace him with age, so it'd be a good go for Penrith. I can agree on that side with Plum and Kite needing an older head. I just hope that the money is not too out of control, because to be honest, I don't think he's playing the best football, and he's probably played his last game for the Kangaroos and maybe Queensland this year. Me and Brock spoke earlier that if they were to lose another series, you think it might be uh, a time not only for them to lose their kangaroos jerseys, but a lot of them would probably be culled from that system as well and start blooding players in. But um, on the experience side, massively, massively happy with that. But I really think Penrith uh, haven't addressed that spot. That's one spot. With Regan Campbell-Gillard's a good player. McKendry's obviously locked up, but I think they're still really lacking an aggressor in that forward pack, a real 
dominant player. We heard Jared Maria Hargraves was of interest earlier. That never happened, but oh, I still think they're missing a stalwart in their pack that just loads from the front and is really, really aggressive. Yeah, hopefully he can fill that void. I mean, Miles has been aggressive. He hasn't been that great this year, of course, but you know, there's a lot going on. Yeah, 100%. Coast, and um, also a lot going on with him personally, trying to figure out what he wants to do with his with the misses and where they want to move. It's a, it's a big decision for Nate. So, um, And knowing Gus, he, he wouldn't be signing Nate for what he can do to the club, but he'd be more so signing Nate for what he has done for clubs and, and yeah. what he can probably do for Penrith. So. On that side, absolutely no problem. But like I said, I, I really hope, again, just not... Uh, probably overdoing it on the money side of things, uh, much like your Fridays and all these kind of older blokes. They still get paid good money, no doubt, but they've definitely reaped the rewards of origin payments and uh, international payments. So, you know, 350 400 if it's somewhere around there, probably don't have a problem with it. If we're talking six or fives or anything kind of higher than that, I think they're probably over overspending. But, yeah, it's a great person to bring in when you're losing two older heads like Kite and obviously Plum. Yeah, I guess, and, and two, if... if um Panthers are to sign Nate Miles. I think they're going to have to let um, Lewis Brown go. There's a few clubs chasing him. I know the Warriors are keen on him to, to have him back. But um, who would you rather keep, mate, Lewis Brown or, or get Nate Miles? I love Lewis Brown. Uh, I'd probably want to keep him, to be honest, instead, just for what he offers uh, from a football perspective. I think he's a great football player. Can play back row, lock, nine, centre. He fills a lot of gaps, but... Uh, at, at this point, earlier on, I, I thought they were loaded in the back row. I think now I'd be a little bit nervous, not uh, in a bad way, but just the development hasn't seemed to come on. Like, Cartwright hasn't been so good this year. Um, you know, they dropped him a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if that's so good for his confidence and whether they can think so early to be expecting so much when they're only giving him 15, 20 minutes, you know. Uh, Peachy's not getting a start. There's a couple there, uh, even like Yo. Yo's solid without being outstanding, but... As far as the back row stocks, I don't think I'd be letting somebody like Louis Brown go yet. And, uh, you know, when Elijah Taylor had that injury scare as well, I thought, Christ, they're in a spot here where they might have to chuck all the babies in at one time, you know? Yeah, we haven't seen anything from Docker either this year. No, I think you have the suspension, and I think he's back playing now. And obviously, you've said prior that the strong male, he's going to end up back at the Dragons. So, yeah, it's only a matter of time. It's not uh, when, but, you know, it should be soon. Yeah, well, you've got Lewis Brown and then obviously Sikamano's off contract, so I don't think they'd be able to part ways with both of them and just immediately expect this young crop to take over when, uh, you know, it's it's been a bit twitchy this year. Bryce Cartwright's been dropped. Yo's sold without being outstanding. I don't really know if they're in a position yet to kind of let all those old heads go just yet. Yep, for sure. All done, buddy? That's it, mate. You're yeah, all done for this week. All righty. Well, the wrap round, uh, we had a tip. You got the junior kangaroos and Samoa, so you got two. And like I said before, blowing up, I can't tip them in the NRL, but I picked the wrap round, all right? Got uh, <laughs> all five. Got the Kiwis, Country, Junior Kangas, Fiji, and Samoa. But you had a massive lead. Uh, still, you got a lead. You're on 34. I'm on 32. But we jump in to our tipping this week and I'm going to give you the odds brought to you by WilliamHill.com formerly known as SportingBet.com just change the name so if you had an account it's still the same they're the big banner of Cenebet and Tom Waterhouse so if you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport it's with WilliamHill.com but Friday night Suncorp Stadium your Penny Panthers versus the Brisbane Broncos Alex Glenn making an early return Sam Thido obviously suspended um, the Panthers, Matty Moylan's been named. I know Farre's not there. He seems pretty close for more mail 
Uh, Soward, we heard, was put close, and same with Wallace. So not too sure how that's going to play out, but uh, too many question marks there. I think the Broncos are a little more stable. I'm going to have to go to the Broncos. Yeah, I'm going to go to the Broncos. I, I don't think Mullen will play. Um, just in current form, the Broncos are playing well. They're at home. Uh, they've got every reason to win. Um, Penrith, yeah, still too many injuries. and um, Yeah, it'll be a few more weeks, I think, until they get everyone back. Yeah, no doubt about that. Still missing troops. And Brisbane heavily favoured at home, $1.41. The Pennies, two ninety five outsiders with a line being offered of 7.5. I think I like the Broncos, probably 1-12 to 12 here. You get $3.10 about those odds. But I think Penrith, they always put up a fight if you like them with a 12.5 start for some multi-value, $1.53 with WilliamHill.com. Now, the other Friday night game, this should be a good one. It's the Roosters versus the Tigers. The Tigers, obviously... Very impressive in their last start before the break. Um, they lost Tim Simona, which is very disappointing. With Delawise Hoyter, great player. He fills that hole. The Roosters get a double tick. They get back Aiden Guerra and Mitchell Orbison, which now allows them to put Napa, Evans, Tokiaho all back on the bench. So they're, they're looking more like the side that won a couple in a row at the start of the year. For those reasons, I have to go to the Roosters. Yeah, you can't see the Roosters losing five in a row. No. Um, I know at the, at the beginning of the year, before a ball was kicked, I did say that the Roosters would be the biggest sliders this year. In fact, I don't even think I had them in my eight, to be honest. I'm not too shocked at the, at the way they're going, to be honest. I can't see them losing five in a row. I'm going to tip the Tigers in a close one. I mean, uh, sorry, the Roosters in a close one. Um, always a good game between these two. Yeah, 100%. And uh, the Roosters definitely heavily favoured, as always, $1.38. Uh, the Tigers, $3.10, so some value there. Plus eight is the line. Um, again, I don't know if I could see this one breaking out of the 1-12 to 12 bracket, but particularly the Tigers, much like the Panthers, I think they'll put up a fight, and there's some good multi-value with a 12.5 start there at $1.58. But Saturday, we've got the triple header starting at GIO Stadium, the Canberra Raiders versus the Gold Coast Titans. You wouldn't have thought at the start of the season you'd be saying this is going to be a good game, but I'm actually really looking forward to it. Um, purely on the fact that the Raiders haven't changed their side, the Gold Coast get back Dave Taylor and a couple of others. Obviously, Bird's going to be out suspended. Um, I, I don't know if their bubble could burst. They've been playing so damn well, but I'm going to stick with Canberra just because it's in Canberra. Yeah, Blake Austin on fire. I'm going to tip the Raiders, but um, I think it'll be a high-scoring affair. Titans, I think, I think they might be first in the in the comp for points scored, which is a surprise. I might have to check that, but I'm pretty sure they're, they're right up there. So, mm. um, yeah, high-scoring game, so um, should be a beauty. Yeah, and the Raiders are favourites, $1.70. The Gold Coast Titans, $2.15. Outsiders, they're the line, uh, minus 3.5. I, I, I'm reckon that's right on the money. I think this should be a cracker game and a close one with plenty of points. Um, 12.5 for the Gold Coast. Probably a value there if you like them as the outsider for multi-value. Again, $1.32, but I like the 1-12 to brackets. Probably Canberra for me, 1-12 to at $3.25. The second game on Saturday at Ramondas. It is the Sharks versus the Warriors. Um, the Sharkies were playing pretty well bar that Penrith game. The war is very up and down, but purely on the fact that Paul Gallon's still out and the Sharks should have won that game against Penrith, but fell away. I think a couple of the, the Kiwi boys are going to come back with a spring in their step, so I'm going to have to take the Warriors away from home. Yeah, I'm going to go the Warriors as well. Um, Sean Johnson had an absolute blinder in the test, and um, I'm hoping he takes that back to his club and and starts playing a little bit better because at the moment he's sort of here, there and everywhere. So, yeah, I'm going to go the Warriors, mate. 
The Sharkies are a dollar sixty-five favourite, so a bit of value for wow. me and you here. Gossip two dollars twenty-five we get for the Warriors with WilliamHill.com. I like those odds. Uh, the start three and a half. Um, the line again, if you like multi-value, twelve and a half. You get a dollar thirty-five for the Warriors. I don't know what it is. I, I feel maybe a thirteen plus, but I'm probably not going to go that far. I'd probably sit more in the one to twelve bracket, but. Just a couple of those blokes, I think, are going to come back with a, a pretty big spring in their step after that victory. Uh, yep. Saturday wraps up up in North Queensland, 1300 Smiles Stadium. It is the Cowboys versus the Bulldogs. This was hard for me to tip purely off a couple of players being out. There's a few Cowboys that would be dirty after how the rep round played out for them. Tamalolo, obviously, going to be missing for an extended period, so they've had to plug that gap. And Scotty Bolton suffered a bad injury over the weekend. He's been very good off the bench in their front row rotation, so... Uh, I think they're two pretty decent losses because their forward pack was the what was getting them over the line after starting the year pretty slow. Still not enough for uh, for me to tip the Bulldogs just purely after the effort I saw the week prior and I uh, just can't rely on them to do their jobs. Uh, they seem too pass-happy to me. I whinge about it all the time. There's too many Chiefs, not enough Indians. Blokes need to tuck the ball under their arm and bash the ruck with that massive forward pack. So uh, I'm going to have to go to the Cowboys. Yeah, look, a tough one. You expect the Bulldogs to start turning around their form soon, but I don't think it's going to be against the Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys at home on a Saturday night, they should be too strong. Yeah, rightfully so. They're heavily favoured at a dollar forty-one. The Dogs two ninety-five outsiders seven and a half is the line. Uh, some multi-value there for the twelve and a half start. A dollar fifty-three for the Dogs if you think they put up a fight. But uh, yeah, I have to lean towards North Queensland even with the changes. But Sunday kicks off. Uh, with Manly at Brookvale versus the Newcastle Knights. This one, quite interesting. Uh, Newcastle pretty much have had the same side the whole way through, and they get Bo Scott back. Manly, they lose Steve Maddow to suspension, but Jamie Lyon comes back. They've got their halves back together. Brett Stewart, uh, a little more stable on the bench. What do you reckon here, mate? Do you think Newcastle, after four wins and then four losses, can get back on a winning streak, or...? Uh, Manly, the two wins against Melbourne, you think they're just going to go back to the same old, same old? Yeah, it's going to be, this is probably the hardest one to pick, uh, I think, this weekend. Um, yeah, wow. The Knights are going to have to start turning around pretty quickly. Um, but Manly, just they were good against Storm last week. <laughs> very, very hard to pick. Um, I'm going to go with Manly, um, but with no confidence whatsoever. Literally a flip of a coin. Yeah, well, when I was looking at it before, I think what got me was what got me in a few games, which was uh, the halves and the spine kind of looking like it was pieced back together. The forward pack still worries me. Uh, obviously, Bureau's out now as well. Louis has moved in to take that spot. The bench does look a bit safer, but um, Christ, I, I'm going to have to roll the dice. I want to tip Manly, but I think I'm going to back Newcastle. Um, but Christ almighty, I, I'm kind of with you. I, I don't like tipping against them, especially when they're at Brookvale. And, um, yeah, they've beat Melbourne twice, which absolutely burns me. <laughs> uh, they're heavily favoured also, which is something you wouldn't expect considering the health of their side and the way they've been playing. They're $1.50 at the Manly Seagulls. Newcastle, $2.60 outsiders with a plus six line. Multi-value again with a 12.5 start. You get a $1.44 there. The other Sunday game is at Pertec Stadium, the only place where Parramatta can win. They are versing the Melbourne Storm. Um they get a couple back here. I think they dropped Johnny Falau and Beretta Farimo, and they brought back in Semi Radrara, which is a big in, and Ryan Morgan onto a wing. Uh, they've got Tepai Moreau at 18th man, so I don't know if anything's going to change there. Melbourne, pretty much unchanged. Billy Slater comes back. They've got Munster on standby as 18th man. 
Uh, Nelson Solomona got suspended from the junior Kiwis game, so he's off the bench. Leroy Lars claims his spot, as does Weston, with Felice Kafusi being suspended also. So uh, I'm going to go Melbourne. I don't think they will be too happy, especially the, the players that played in that test and lost. And just purely off form, I can't back Parramatta. I know they're at home, but they've just been so inconsistent. I can't trust Parramatta. I'm going to go the Storm. Yeah, every week you know what you're going to get with the Storm. Off Parramatta, it's an absolute lucky dip. So here we go with Melbourne just because they're more, a more consistent football side. Um, yeah, Parramatta on their day, I guess, could beat anyone, but we're just not seeing it often enough. So mm. Well, they're at home, so if you do like them as the outsider... You know they like winning at home. They're two dollars fifteen at Pertex Stadium. The Melbourne Storm, a dollar seventy. The line minus three and a half. There, uh, I like this one to be one to twelve. I think they'll put up a fight, but I still can't trust in them just yet. And the round wraps up Monday night. It is the South Sydney Rabbitohs, very, very much so, looking to bounce back. They need a win, much like the Roosters versus the Dragons. No Dugan, uh, Will Matthews. Also, out of this game, on the south side of things, things looking a bit more positive. Walker's back in the lineup. Sutton's back in the lineup. A bit of a reshuffle as far as the forward pack goes. I think that Grevesmill's come in, and uh, the lock is now Tom Burgess. So a bit of a change there, but again, much like uh, the Roosters, I can't see them losing. Uh, you know, Again, it's, it's just no way I can back them to lose this many games in a row, so I'm going to go south. Yeah, I'm going to go south as well. Um... They didn't play all that well against Canberra, but that's you know. The, I think the week the week off's going to help South get some cohesion back, get a bit of momentum um, in the football side, um, put things behind them. I think they'll start building nicely now towards the halfway point of the season. I think they're able to win and, and probably win quite comfortably. Yeah, and losing Stewart does hurt, but I think they get more of what they need with Grevesmill on that edge, which is a damaging ball run they had last year and Ben Teo. Uh, Sutton comes back, which helps out Kyrie. I think that gives them more control in that key area in the halves there. Luke will come back with confidence, and they're just healthier in general. So I'm with you. Walker, all those blokes, they'll come back with a spring in their step. Stewart out does hurt, but I love Grevesmore. I really think uh, he'll bring something special to that left edge. But uh, William Hill agree with us. South Sydney, $1.58 favourites. The Dragons, $2.40. Outsiders, uh, four and a half start there. If you like them for a bit of multi-value, you can get them $1.37 with a 12 and a half start. Purely off their defensive record, I suppose you'd like to think this is one to twelve. So if you like Souths that way, three dollars ten, you get four oh five. If you think the Dragons can uh, pip them there, but I think Dugan's a massive loss in particular. That spine, Rain, Dugan, Widop, and Marshall has been the key to a lot of their wins, along with Thompson, Frizzell, and Marin leading from the front. So uh, it'd be interesting this week to see how they go without Dugan and uh, to see if that defensive attitude comes back after the rep break. If you're going to win the Dragon, it'll be a very low-scoring affair. Oh, big time. And uh, that's all the odds brought to you by Hill.com. So remember, if you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure it is with Hill.com. Gossip, it's a pleasure as always, champion. Uh, only one different this week, which is the Manly Newcastle game. Not too much room for movement, but can't really blame either of us for tipping the way we have. There's a bit of a form line uh, starting to come into play now, obviously, after having that eight-week period. So... We'll see how things play out, and uh, hopefully some of that gossip comes to fruition. You always got the dirt, and it's always good stuff. Fantastic. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it, and I'll, um, I'll see you next week. No worries, mate. Have a good one. And a very big thanks, as always, goes to Mr. Gossip. And if you want to catch up with him on Twitter, his handle is at NRL Gossip. And on Facebook, head up to the search bar, 
type in NRL Gossip, and obviously his link is all over our page as well. Uh, big thank you to Brock, who came on earlier, had to duck off to training, but always good to have him on here and get his thoughts on how everything's going. The rep round is over. We're a quarter of the way through the season. We've got an idea of how things are going to play out now. Some very interesting games on the weekend, particularly two big guns in the Roosters and South looking to break a losing streak. Manly, uh, how will they go coming off a, two wins against Melbourne? Will they bounce back? Can the Bulldogs show some form that there's some very interesting questions leading into this weekend? But before we go, uh, WilliamHill.com, obviously great sponsors of the show. Our charity bets that we have each week that go towards a charity at the end of the year. We donate all the winnings. Uh, this year we've chosen the Guide Dogs Association New South Wales, a very, very worthy cause. Last year we went to Starlight Foundation. We lost clo- uh, raised close to $3,000. So very big thank you to WilliamHill.com. And they also contribute you guys. We obviously give away free bets, $300 bets over the weekend on games. We put up pick-the-score competition, so make sure you get into those and get in for your chance to win a $100 free bet thanks to WilliamHill.com. And last but not least, the NRL Profits. If you're tired of losing money constantly to the bookies, it's time you join the NRL Profits. Over 70 units of profit in season 2014. The service includes quality betting recommendations for rugby league, including the NRL and the Super League. The NRL Profits has a special offer to all our listeners of the fifth and last podcast. It's a 10% discount off the Access All Profits packages. So visit nrlprofits.com forward slash fifth and last to take advantage and profit with the NRL Profits. But for now, let's get back into the NRL. Round nine, after the rep round, Best of luck to your teams for the weekend. Make sure you get onto audioboom.com, listen to this, share it with your friends, like it, make sure all league lovers know about the fifth and last NRL podcast. And last but not least, enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.